48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines. Chief Executive Carrie Lam hints at a travel bubble with Japan. An infectious diseases expert says the government should do more for its COVID-19 tracing app and police in Austria are searching for at least one perpetrator after multiple shootings in the centre of Vienna. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says she'll continue efforts towards setting up a travel bubble with Japan because of its popularity as a destination. Hong Kong is already planning a travel bubble this month with Singapore. Mrs Lam said Japan had recently lifted a ban on people arriving from certain places, including Hong Kong, though arrivals still need to go into quarantine. Mrs Lam said travel bubbles could be set up only with places that had a similar epidemic situation. Both sides have to be comparable in terms of the number of cases and the infection risks and also the infection control strategy. Against those factors, Hong Kong and Singapore are not very comparable. But I realize that many Hong Kong people love to travel to Japan, so we will try our best to continue our discussions with the, um, uh, with the Japanese uh, consulate uh, in Hong Kong. Mrs Lam also said she was planning to give her policy address on November the 25th. She made the announcement just hours before she was due to travel to Beijing with five of her ministers. CE said she would ask for the lifting of the 14-day quarantine requirement for Hong Kong, people travelling across the border. She also said she didn't think the outcome of discussions would affect her plans to announce the annual policy speech. My target is still to deliver it within the month of November and likely on the 25th of November. For the moment, I don't see any major hurdle to that because once the trip has taken place, uh, whether I'm going to get a lot or not a lot of those support measures, it is still time to release the policy address for people to know where things stand. Separately, Mrs Lam was asked about the arrest of eight pro-democracy lawmakers in connection with a rowdy LegCo House committee meeting in May. Prosecution decisions are entirely within the Department of Justice and they will make up their mind on whether to prosecute without any interference, uh, whether it is political interference or personal interference. Everyone is equal before the law. Nobody, including the chief executive, is above the law. So if there is a legal provision, there is sufficient evidence to illustrate, to demonstrate that um, certain individuals, including electrical members, have uh, breached the law, including this piece of law called the uh, Powers and Privileges Ordinance, then there is a case to answer. The government has been urged to provide more incentives to people and businesses to use a smartphone app that will track users' whereabouts and boost coronavirus contact tracing. It's expected to be introduced in mid-November, Francis said reports. The Leave Home Safe app by the government will allow people to scan QR codes at hundreds of locations, such as government markets, sports centres and swimming pools. They'll be alerted if coronavirus cases appear at these places. But infectious disease expert Lan Chi Chu says the voluntary system won't work if only a few people use it. He says the government should provide incentives or make the location recording automatic so the app is easier to use. Simon Wong from the Institution of Dining Arts says usually only a fifth of the city's restaurants participate in government voluntary schemes. He says authorities should allow restaurants to stay open for longer or at a higher capacity if they are willing to advertise the QR codes. 
Cathay Pacific Staff Union member says the latest concession from the airline won't attract workers into signing new contracts that reduce pay and benefits. The carrier earlier gave a financial incentive to staff who signed the contracts last week. It now says it'll offer half that sum to those signing afterwards. Workers have until the end of tomorrow to sign or will be fired as part of a major restructuring plan. Amber Soon from the Flight Attendance Union says the firm hasn't responded to other demands, such as extending the deadline and the partial allowance isn't attractive enough. Offering partial allowance won't be attractive to them. The reason why they haven't signed just yet, probably because they still have questions regarding the new condition of service or they simply don't want to because the pay cut is so drastic, they might not be able to afford living so it won't help much, I'd say. Union will hold a members' meeting this afternoon. The District Court has adjourned a case against 24 leading pro-democracy activists over a June the 4th candlelight vigil in February. The group has been charged with organising, inciting others to join or taking part in an unauthorised assembly at Victoria Park to commemorate the Tiananmen Square massacre. Richard Pine reports. Prominent activists Albert Ho, Lee Chuk Yan, Joshua Wong, Chu Hoi Dick and media tycoon Jimmy Lai are among those who have been charged. Chief District Judge Justin Koh adjourned the hearing as one of the defendants, Figo Chan from the League of Social Democrats, has yet to apply for legal aid, while others are not ready to enter pleas. Prosecutors wanted the court to handle all 30 or so charges against the defendants in the same hearing, but Judge Koh suggested it was more practical to deal with the cases in groups. He advised the prosecution and the defence to discuss how they wanted to proceed before the next hearing. A former telecoms worker has been jailed for two years for doxing during last year's anti-extradition protests. 33-year-old Chan King Hei was convicted of using the computer system of Hong Kong telecommunications to obtain personal information of the father of a police inspector and spread it on the Telegram app. He also stored the personal particulars of 20 police officers and some of their family members on his computer, although the information was not made public. The District Court Judge, District Court Judge Frankie Yu said the case was serious as it had caused great psychological impact on the inspector's father. The judge said he was not convinced that the defendant had acted on impulse. The MTR Corporation is warning of possible delays on the Chunwan line during this evening's peak hours after cracks were found on the tracks this morning between Tai Wo Hao and Wai Hing stations. It's the second time this week that rail services have been delayed after cracks on the rails were found. Trains on the Chunwan line were slightly delayed by up to two minutes as carriages had to travel slower between the affected stations. The rail firm has done temporary repairs and says it'll look into the matter after services end for the day. Anne Chang from the DAB has won the chairmanship of LegCo's welfare panel, meaning the pro-establishment camp has completed a sweep of all panels. Unlike previous elections, pan-Democrats didn't use delaying tactics and the election started within five minutes. Most pan-Democrat lawmakers left after travel sector lawmaker UC Wing was elected vice-chairman. Police in Austria are still searching for at least one perpetrator after multiple shootings in the centre of the capital, Vienna. Two people have died and 14 are being treated in hospital after several men with rifles opened fire at six different locations. 
One suspect was shot dead by police and another arrested. The Interior Minister, Karl Nehammer, urged people to avoid central Vienna. At the moment, we're acting on the assumption that there are several attackers who are heavily armed and dangerous. I won't talk about where exactly we're carrying out our search, as it's part of an ongoing investigation. What's important is the cooperation of our citizens. Please remain in a safe place and avoid public spaces. He also told parents not to take their children to school. Joe Biden and Donald Trump are using the last hours before Election Day to exalt supporters in battleground states to get out and vote. Here's the BBC's Anthony Zucker. It seems like Donald Trump is trying to pull himself over the finish line just by brunt of sheer endurance and effort. He has been keeping a blistering campaign schedule going back over a week and a half now for a 73-year-old man who has just recovered from coronavirus. He is hitting all of the key swing states time and time again, trying to pull himself ahead in polls that are not in his favor. I think Biden, you're seeing a much more uh, carefully calibrated end strategy. Joe Biden has told supporters that America has had enough of the chaos of the Trump presidency. Dressing a rally in the key state of Ohio on the last day of campaigning, Democratic contender said America was done with the tweets, the anger, the hate, the failure and the responsibility. He said America was on the cusp of change. Tomorrow, tomorrow we have an opportunity to put an end to a presidency that's divided this nation. Tomorrow we can put an end to a president that has failed to protect this nation. And tomorrow, we can put an end to a president who has fanned the flames of hate all across this country. Speaking in North Carolina, Donald Trump dismissed his poor poll ratings as fake, adding, we're going to win anyway, and he revisited familiar campaign themes. With your vote, we will continue to cut your taxes, cut regulations, support our great police, support our fantastic military. Care for our veterans, protect your Second Amendment, defend religious liberty, and ensure more products are proudly stamped with that wonderful phrase, made in the USA. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says she hopes the next US administration won't treat Hong Kong unreasonably through what she described as political suppression. Mrs Lam, who has been sanctioned by the current US administration, said the SAR had been adversely affected by US-China relations over the past year. More European countries are toughening coronavirus restrictions as infections rise. Italy is looking at bringing in a nationwide nighttime curfew, restricting travel and moving secondary schools online. At the start of a partial one-month lockdown in Germany, the Chancellor Angela Merkel has warned that people will have to limit contacts for the whole winter. In Britain, the Prime Minister Boris Johnson hit back a criticism that he was bringing in a lockdown several weeks too late. There is no alternative but to take further action at a national level. I believe it was right to try every possible option to get this virus under control at a local level with strong local action and strong local leadership. And I reject any suggestion that we are somehow slower uh, in taking measures than our European uh, friends and partners. Short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 24,939. That's 481 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $70 billion. U.S. dollar is trading at 104.71 yen. The euro stands at 1 U.S. dollar and 16 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 1 cent. Sport now and here's Adam Cheung. 
The tennis ATP Masters event in Paris is being played behind closed doors amidst the coronavirus lockdown in France. Organizers had to refund a thousand tickets after the country announced a lockdown last week. Prize money has been cut by more than two million U.S. dollars. Rafael Nadal, looking to win the event for the first time, starts his campaign tomorrow against fellow Spaniard Feliciano Lopez. In the absence of Novak Djokovic, the world number two is top seed for the tournament. Nadal has won 35 Masters titles, but never in Paris or at the year-end World Tour Finals. At the end of the year, in the in the past, I arrived sometimes very uh, tired physically uh, and sometimes mentally too. And at the same time, uh, in indoor courts, I need to be fresh. I need to to be. Uh, Uh, in full conditions, no, is probably the the surprise that I I need to be playing better to try to have success. Ajax could be without several key players for tonight's Champions League football match against Midtjylland after 11 squad members tested positive for COVID-19. Ajax are third in their group with one point from two games. They travel to Denmark with only 17 players on their squad, as listed on their website. More from the BBC's Mas Faruqi. Ajax boss Eric Ten Hag confirmed in his media conference on Monday that he's had to name a reduced squad because of coronavirus cases amongst his players, but the club haven't named those affected due to privacy reasons. Captain Dusan Tadic and goalkeeper and Cameroon international Andre Unana are just two first-team players missing, though, as it stands for the game against the Danish champions. In the English Premier League, Leicester City have gone second in the table after a dominant 4-1 victory at Leeds United, while Fulham recorded their first win of the season. Details from the BBC's Shabnam Yunus Jewel. Leicester are up to second and just a point behind the leaders Liverpool after a 4-1 win at Leeds United. Yuri Tillman scored twice and Jamie Vardy was involved in the first three goals, scoring one of them. Meanwhile, Fulham have chalked up their first Premier League win of the season and climbed out of the relegation zone. First half goals from Bobby de Cordova Reed and Ola Ana helped them to a 2-0 victory over West Bromwich Albion. In Spain, Villarreal have gone third in La Liga after a 2-0 victory over Real Valladolid, who are bottom of the table. In Germany, Union Berlin scored twice in the final five minutes to win 3-1 at 10-man Hoffenheim. And in the Italian Serie A, Hellas Verona beat newly promoted Benevento also by a score of 3-1. And that's your look at sports. And when the news, the top stories once again. Chief Executive Carrie Lam hints at a travel bubble with Japan. An infectious disease expert says the government should give more incentives for its COVID-19 tracing app. And police in Austria are searching for at least one perpetrator after multiple shootings in the centre of Vienna. The news from RTHK.
Welcome to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Tuesday afternoon. Tuesday the 3rd of November is today's date. And we sure have a busy program for you. Many thanks once again to Phil for the morning brew. We're chatting, well, we're starting the show by chatting with three guests uh, who are all taking part in this year's Hong Kong International Literary Festival. As you know, Radio 3 is a proud media partner, so we will be uh, in conversation with several of the participants. First of all, in about 10 minutes or so, we'll be chatting with Sophia Shek, who is an independent filmmaker, and we'll be chatting about her work and also women in film. And uh, after the 2 o'clock news, I'll be joined by Andrew Dembina, and we'll be chatting with Fuchsia Dunlop, who's a cook and a food writer, about her latest work and also her love for Chinese food. And uh, after uh, 2.30, we'll be 